Hey you guys, welcome to episode 29 of this show. My name is Kristen and I am super excited that you guys are joining me yet again for another episode as I share my heart with you. Um, just to give you a little bit of background, I am a mom, a wife, a mother, I am a former teacher, and I am now in network marketing and I have found a new passion for my life. And so as I have begun my own journey to becoming a stronger, more um, successful woman, not ever saying that I was not successful before, but um, I was in a place that I was very complacent with where I was and I finally just got to a place in my life where I was willing to step out and seek out more for my life. I wanted to be able to spend more time with my own family. I wanted to be able to uh, just really be the wife and mom that I think God had called me to be um, and not just be that fly by night that I was before. I felt like I was really investing my time, not in a place that was bad or negative. It was, it was a good thing that I was doing, um, pouring into people. But I was very empty inside and I really had very little left even to give to my own family. And so uh, in the wake of the pandemic, I made a decision to resign my teaching job and I pursued network marketing. And through that, I have really begun to evaluate mindset and just thinking about how I can become stronger. And through that, I love to share those things with you all and hopefully empower you so that you can become stronger and feel um, like you can relate in some way and maybe being equipped with the tools that you need in order to become stronger in your journey to better. Um, so if you guys find value in this, if you will leave me some, some uh, five stars on the platform that you're listening to, make sure to leave me a review. I would appreciate that. It just means so much to me. I don't pay for this. Um, and it's just, it's a free service. I don't do commercials or anything like that. So, um, this is really, when you do that, it just gives me the motivation to continue doing it. It just tells me that people are listening, that people, um, that what I'm saying really matters. And so if you don't mind doing that, also another thing you can do is you can screenshot this and add it to your Facebook or Instagram stories, tag a friend, tag me at Morris Kristen, uh, and let me know what did you, what did you get from this episode? So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Um, and I, again, I just appreciate you guys for joining me. So today what I want to talk to you guys about is something that I think we all can get better at. For me, um, I, I'm the oldest in my family. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I'm the oldest of uh, three sisters. Well, it's kind of a complicated story. I actually do have an older sister, but she's a half-sister, and I didn't know about her until I was 10. But in my household, I was the oldest of three sisters, and I was used to not really like running the roost like I, I wasn't in charge all the time like not to say that because my sisters and I were pretty close in age but I was used to being in control I was used to being able to or I was used to being the one that just had to be responsible the one that was you know when mom was at work because she worked a part-time job in the evenings when we got home from school so I was the one who really stepped up and made sure that things got done um and that kind of thing and I feel like that probably played a role um, in the way that I am today and the way that I behave and, and the fact that I do not mind stepping into leadership. I do not mind taking on acts of service when someone else maybe won't do it. Um, I feel empowered to just do that. Like I, I don't really question it. I just step into that. However, um, I've learned that through that, listening is an area that I need to improve in. And simply because I'm so used to going and doing the thing, I'm so used to 
pressing forward or telling people what to do or helping them get to their next level that sometimes when people are sharing their heart or when people are sharing things that they're going through, I just want to fix it for them. So I don't know if you guys can relate to that. I don't know if you're a fixer, but I'm a fixer. I feel like, you know, if something's going wrong, I need to be the one that's going to do something about it. I need to be the one that's going to rescue them and help them through it. And sometimes, and this is what I said, I need, I need to improve in this area. Sometimes people don't want to be fixed. Sometimes people don't want to be rescued. Sometimes they don't want to, they just want you to listen. And so I want to share with you things that I am learning and trying on the daily, seriously, on the daily, evaluating my conversations with people, especially when you step into a leadership role where people will come to you and they have a problem and you want to be able to allow them a level of independence so that they're not always coming to you when they have a problem. I hope that makes sense. You don't want for them to, you know, I want you to, to put out this fire for me. Tell me what to do. And then you help them and then they go along their way and then they come back and, okay, I need help with this now. And so after a while, it's like weaning a baby off the bottle. Like you have to be able to equip them with the tools that they need. And I think the act of listening is a way that you can do that. Um, and there's another thing that you can do, and that's through questioning, but I'm not going to talk about that today. I really want to focus on the topic of listening. You know, people people really just want to be understood. And the reason why this actually came to my mind was because of um, my children. I picked up Riley yesterday from school. Riley is my oldest. She's 13. And y'all know it, at that age, they're like, they're, they're becoming a lot more independent. They are starting to become more free in their thinking really thinking about the world around them, exploring, you know, different belief systems and the way other people live their lives versus the way they've been raised. And so I, I want to do my best. I know that right now is a pivotal time in her life that, that I don't push her away, but that I allow for her to build more trust. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I want for her to be able to know that she can come to me with anything. And so I really listening has been the way that I feel like I've been trying my best to improve um, with her so that I don't necessarily turn her off but but I, I, I keep her around and so anyway I picked her up from school and Riley is my quiet one she's the one that's a little bit more intrinsic she doesn't uh, tell you really her emotions she doesn't really go out with her feelings and things but she keeps it all in, but her actions or her attitude will kind of tell how she's feeling. And she got in the car and I was like, so, you know, how's your day? Like you typically do with your kid whenever they get in the car. And she really wasn't responding. And then, you know, I just was like, oh, okay. And then she, she said, well, we had a test today. And I said, oh, really? And I, I was like, oh, so tell me about that. And she's like, well, I actually did pretty good. And y'all, for her, that's really, that's huge because she's been struggling with this pandemic and everything with virtual learning and stuff. Her going back to school, like she's, grades have been really a challenge for her this year. She's in honors classes and stuff. And so she was like, yeah, I, I think I made like a 94 or something like that. And I said, really? And I, it kind of piqued my interest when she said that. And I was like, okay, well, tell me more. And she started to open up and she started to share with me about the test and before you know it our conversation was like moving to something completely off topic like it was random we were chit-chatting back and forth and for y'all like to even understand that that was huge for her because she never ever wants to open up she never wants to just have a conversation 
And if you have teenagers, you probably can relate to that. Your kids don't want to talk to you. And I think that it's because we struggle in the area of listening. We struggle because we feel like we have to be fixers. And so I want to challenge you, if you take anything from what I say today, but that is to listen more than you speak. Okay? God gave us two ears and a mouth, one mouth for a reason. We need to listen more than we speak. Um, you know, in business, I, I, I deal with this on the daily uh, with my customers and the people that I am trying to help. You know, most of these people I've never met in my entire life. You know, we're this is through social media and things like that. I'm talking and I'm having conversations with these people and they're reaching out to me for help. But I'm not exactly sure what it is that they need. And so a lot of the times I will start with a sequence and I'll share with them, you know, and then I'll say, you know, what questions do you have? And at that moment, I have to allow for them to share their heart. And some of them don't really have questions. Some of them are ready to get started. Some of them are, you know, some of them are really more open and they want to hear all the things. They want to know as much as they possibly can. And I think that sometimes in those moments, especially early on, as of, you know, when I first started the business, I felt like I needed to tell them everything that there was to know about what they needed to do. And that was a huge turnoff, number one. Number one, because they don't care about X, Y, Z. They want A and B and that's it. Like they don't need to know all of that stuff. And so me giving them overload, we sometimes call it like word vomit. You know, y'all ever heard somebody say that? Like you just word vomited all over them. You gave them all of the details and really they just wanted this one little itty bitty little tid tidbit that you could have given them. And instead you just blew it because you gave them all of the information. It will screw up your relationship in business if you don't stop and just go, okay, tell me what you need help with. Where's your area of weakness? What are you, what are you struggling with? So that you can target what it is that you're doing to help them more specifically. You don't need to answer all the questions if they only have one. I mean, first of all, it's a waste. I mean, secondly, it's a waste of time, right? Like, you don't want to waste your time. The next thing I want to talk about is in your relationships. I know most of you women can relate to this. I want you to think about, like, when you are having an awful day, you are experiencing things, you don't, maybe you don't even know, like, why you're, you're upset about something, maybe you're just in a bad mood, like, some days I just wake up and I'm in a terrible mood, you know, like, you just, I don't know what it is, you're just in a funk, and your spouse will come to you, and you're, and they're like, what's wrong, and you, you're like, you know, and you, you tell them, and then they want to fix it, like, they want to, they're like, well, and then they try to offer some advice, and you really are like, I don't really want to hear that. Like, I really don't care. <laughs> That's not helping. That's because most often you just wanted him to listen to you. You just wanted him to just hear your heart, feel the emotion, and empathize with you in some way and just go, I feel you. Like, I, I, I feel you. Like, I hear what you're saying. Like, you're, you're upset, you know. Here, I'm with you. And honestly, hearing that from someone... I know for me personally, that's how it works. If I ever just hear him say that to me, like I'm just in a funk, I'm like, I don't want you to, I don't want you to tell me, you know, put my, put my big girl panties on and, and grow up. I don't want to hear, you know, you know, well, you know, you are better than that. Like, I don't want to hear that. I just want to hear, babe, I love you. I'm here for you. I know you're sad. And, and do you need a hug? You know, like, that's what I want to hear. We don't want for people to fix us. And even I have to stop and think sometimes because he will come home and he'll be upset about something. And I'm like, well, babe, and I want to do the exact same thing. And I'm training myself to stop and go, just listen. 
just be open-minded, just be willing to hear his heart, just be willing to let, let him let it out. And then I also share with you about my children, and I think this is significant, hugely significant, definitely in your relationships, because, you know, I feel like we're in a day and age where a lot of relationships are failing because of communication. People aren't just listening to each other. They want to, they want to be heard, but they're not willing to listen. I'm going to say that again, because I think that's super important. I think you may, you might need to write it down. I don't know. People want to be heard, but they are yet willing to listen. If you're wanting to be heard by your spouse, then you're going to need to be a listener before you speak. You're going to have to be someone who's going to be the big girl. You're going to have to put on your, you know, your big girl panties, like I said earlier, and you're going to have to just listen. And it might take a while. You know, you might have some experience where you just, where it's been a long ongoing thing and you got some damage to repair, you know, and you, and another thing, you've got to be very sincere about it. Super sincere. If you're fake, people will recognize that. Now, I, I was sharing with you about my children. You know, we really, I think, whenever our kids come to us every so often and they're, they're upset about something, we often feel like we need to, like, relate to them in some way. Like, have you ever done that? You're like, oh, well, I've been there. Or I, I know exactly what you mean. What ends up happening, I was actually reading about this in a book, and it's shared with, it said what's actually happening is when we tell our children that we've been there or we've done that, we've got a t-shirt, so to speak, we are, we're, what is the word? We're not validating, we're invalidating, invalidating. We're invalidating everything that they are telling us. We're dismissing their emotion. We're dismissing their experience. We are dismissing what it is that they're going through. And ultimately, we're dismissing them. We're telling them whatever they're dealing with at that moment is not a big deal. Because we've been there. We've, we've gone through it. Well, newsflash, what might not be a big deal to us because we've overcome it is a big deal to them because they're going through it right now. And that goes for anyone. You know, it's easy for me to look back on a circumstance that I've been through. I can say, you know, I remember when finances were hard. I remember when I was like, okay, God, how am I going to, I either have to decide if we're going to buy groceries and pay for gas so that I can get to school or if I'm going to pay the light bill. Because uh, if I don't pay the light bill because I didn't pay it last month, they're going to turn the power off. Or, you know, if I, but if I don't use the money to go get gas, then I'm not going to be able to show up. I remember that. That's raw to me in my mind, but I'm also empowered because I've come out on the other side a little bit stronger. I've been there and I know. So, yes, I feel like I can relate in some way to someone who's going through that. But for someone who's in the midst of the struggle, for someone who's in the middle of that circumstance, you saying, hey, I know I've been there, you know, it, it does nothing to them. It, it, they, they literally at that point are wanting to completely shut off. It's like you don't even care. You do not feel their emotion at that moment. And so listening, again, is the key. So what do you do? What do you do? How do you become an active listener? How do you show empathy when you are having a conversation with someone, like your child that comes to you and says, you know, I'm dealing with, a situation with a friend of mine and you're, you don't you don't just say oh yeah I know I, I can totally relate 
here's what you do. And this goes with anyone, not just your kids, not just your husband, not just, you know, anyone. First, the first thing that you're going to have to do is you are going to have to set aside time. Like you are going to have to put the phone down. You may have to stop dinner. You may have to, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. It, it, maybe you're at your job and your husband calls you and he says, I'm dealing with something. And you, you say, okay, I can't talk now, but I get a break at this time. Let's talk then. Or you tonight that will be at the top of the list as soon as we get home. We're going to have a conversation. I want to hear what you have to say. Setting aside the undivided attention and being intentional about it being specifically for that conversation is number one. It's just going to lay the foundation for the listening because you're, you're not going to be distracted. You're not going to be, you know, if I'm cooking dinner and my husband's talking to me, honestly, I'm listening, but I'm not really listening. I hear what he's saying, but I'm not really listening. So, it's super important that you set aside that undivided attention, that you, you let nothing else come into the way of you being able to fully hear and understand what they have to say, okay? So undivided attention. Second thing I want you to do is when they're talking, I want you to shut your mouth. <laughs> I want you to shut your mouth. Again, someone will say something and it'll trigger in your mind and you're going to want to blow it. You're going to want to get it out. It doesn't matter. I know that you feel like what you have to say is going to be significant. It's going to be important. It's going to be of value. Just shut up. <laughs> Honestly, just shut up. Sometimes silence is okay in a moment like this for them to, because sometimes people don't even, I mean, do you, I don't know if y'all are like this. Like sometimes I struggle. Like I know how I feel in my heart, but I can't put it into words. Have you ever been there? You ever felt that way? I can almost bet you a thousand dollars that the person that you're talking to sometime at some point or another, they're going to be like, you're not going to get it. You don't, you don't understand it because it's in my heart, but I can't say it in words. I can't tell you what it is. So just close your mouth. And what I want you to do instead is I want you to listen. I want you to listen to the words that they're saying. I want you to pay attention, especially if you're in front of them, like you're face to face in front of each other. I want you to pay attention to their body language. Listen to the feelings that they're sharing with you. If they use feeling words, take note of that. If they use words that describe frustration or they use words that, 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 it, that show sadness, whatever the emotion is, maybe they're angry. Maybe the words that they're saying aren't anger, but they're, the, the tone in their voice is anger. You need to be, that, and that's where the undivided attention comes into play. If you're not fully listening, you might dismiss some of that. You might not pay attention or, or notice all of those things. They come into, into play. I want you to think about that because everyone's perspective is different. You know, they may even be coming to you. Maybe maybe this communication thing, maybe, maybe what they're coming to you to have a conversation about is uh, like a, a strain between you and them. Maybe... You have been, you know, I'm, I know, especially if you're married or living, living together, you probably have been bickering at some point or another. And when it comes down to it, it ended up being something super simple and, and just not really that big of a deal. If you're active listening and you're willing to go, okay, I need you to tell me what, what's going on. Explain it to me. Play full out. I want to hear what you have to say. And you're fully aware and paying attention to the words that are coming out of their mouth and their actions, and their attitude, and their tone, 
what you'll start to understand is their perspective on maybe an event that took place was completely different than you thought. Maybe you thought they took it one way, but they actually took it a totally different way and you interrupting them invalidated what they were going to say because they didn't understand it the way that you did. They didn't feel it the way that you did. So again, close your mouth and listen. I mean, when they're done, of course, if, if there's a spat between you two and you're trying to work it out, obviously at that point when they're finished and you, you know, you, you've hashed all this out, then you can go back and you can share your side. But if you're not being an active listener first and paying attention to those things, there's no way that they're going to be wanting to listen to what you have to say. You have to be the first one that's going to step up and say, I will. And then finally, what I want you to do is I want for you, when they're done, after they finish talking, I want for you, because you've listened for the emotion, you've listened to the facts, you know exactly how it is, I don't want you to agree with them. I don't want you to offer advice. What I want you to do is I just want you to restate what they told you in your own words. The other day I was listening to someone and he said, he said it was like a psychologist or something. There was a psychologist, and he said that, like, oh, I guess not a psychologist, most psychologists. He said, like, it was a study or something. I don't remember. And they were talking about how psychologists, it kind of infuriates me a little bit. Sorry, side note, that they make this much money if this is really all they do. I hope that's not all they do. I've never been to, like, a psychologist. I mean, I've been to a marriage counselor before. But anyway, side note. Anyway, <laughs> what the psychologist actually would do is, they would they would have their their people come in their patients or whatever they are whatever they call them they would walk in they would tell me how you're feeling tell me what's going on the people would share what they were going through and then the psycho psychiatrist would literally just repeat back so i hear that you say and repeat exactly what they said and just kind of like put it in their own words rephrasing it basically and the 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 patient or the person was like Yes, exactly. You understand me, y'all. <laughs> I don't know why it's so difficult for us to do that. For us to be able to sit there and listen to someone speak and tell us how they feel and for us just to repeat back what they say. Because number one, if I know that I'm going to have to repeat back what they say, I'm going to be listening. Because y'all, I'm scatterbrained. I'll be, someone will be having a conversation with me and I'll be thinking about what I got to cook for dinner. Oh shoot, I forgot to take something out the freezer again. Oh Lord, I forgot and left the clothes in the, in the washing machine. I didn't put it in the dryer. Like my brain is literally going 14 million different directions. And before I know it, I don't even know what in the world they're talking about. But if I know that I have to repeat back to them what they're saying, because I need to be able to express the emotion that they shared with me, then it's going to be forceful thinking. I'm going to be listening with intention. I'm going to be listening with a purpose. Some of the words that you might say are, I understand what you mean, or thank you for sharing that with me. I hear you. And literally repeating back what they tell you, using the emotion. I hear that you're frustrated. I hear that you're angry. I hear what you're saying. You said that you're frustrated because you just literally just tell them what they told you, the exact same thing. Now I'll tell you, what you should not do is insert your own feelings. Don't go, I hear you. I hear you say that you're frustrated, but I'm going to tell you, I'm frustrated. You think that you're frustrated. I'm frustrated. They don't care. They 
that that's that's gonna again that's gonna turn them off shut them down your kids not gonna listen to you they're gonna learn that I, I mom or dad doesn't value my opinion they don't care what I have to say they don't feel the way I feel and they're they're gonna stop coming so don't put your feelings in um, in place of their own and, and I already talked about don't interrupt them when they're talking I think that if we are more intentional with the way that we listen, we have to be listeners before we speak. We have to be intentional on the way that we are communicating with the people that are around us. Because again, everybody wants to be heard. Everyone wants to be understood. And if you're just sitting there and you're trying to get your opinion across, it's... it's so I looked down at my phone and I have no idea where it cut me off just now. <laughs> Um, or what happened, but I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to wrap up with this. I think that it's really important that we become more intentional about our listening. I think it's super important that in order to, uh, really authentically build relationships with people that we are close to or people that we want to remain close to, that we have to be willing to not put ourselves in their shoes. I feel like for so long people say, put yourself in their shoes I don't know. We all have different shoes. My shoes don't fit yours. Your shoes don't fit mine. I I don't fully know. I mean, yeah, I can relate on some level, but I don't know what you're, I don't, I don't know how you feel. And so I want to be, I want to be more intentional about the way that I listen to the people that are around me, especially the people that I love, especially the ones that I want to help, that I want to empower. Because again, I told you all in the beginning, I'm a fixer. That is naturally who I am. I want to help. I want to serve. I want to make people feel like they belong and that what they have matters. But if I'm overstepping by pushing in my two cents, so to speak, then I'm, I'm, I'm really cutting myself short. I'm cutting their, themselves short. I'm not empowering them to step up into the powerful person that they can be. You guys, ask them questions. Tell me more. Have them share their heart with you because what you'll learn is that them thinking out and sharing what it is that they're going through will allow them to problem solve through their situation and be heard in ways that, that they, they've longed for. I hope you guys got some value out of this. I ask that you would again share this out. Let me know if you got um, some, some takeaways from this and I appreciate you all for listening. God bless.